this is a really good news story and a chance to focus in on some ways in which Israel is applying technology to revolutionize healthcare. It's called Health Tech, and Israel is at the leading edge. We'll hear from Klalit Health Services, which looks after the lives of 4 million Israelis, Zebra Medical Vision, at the forefront of training artificial algorithms to assimilate patient records into future health innovation, and from UK-Israel Business, which supports bilateral trade and investment between the UK and Israel. Oh, by the way, you know that you can now subscribe to Johnny Gould's Jewish State on iTunes, Spotify and SoundCloud. And thank you also for those donations which are coming in via patreon.com slash Gould, And also to the anonymous donor who found an address for me and then sent a banker's draft through the post. Thank you so much. Now, Israel has world-class university research with no shortage of expertise in both technology and sciences. Together with state and private funding, the terrain is fertile to grow digital health companies. Israel has the distinction of a highly educated workforce. 49% of Israelis have attained higher education degrees. Now, that's well above the OECD average of 34% and the second highest rate of all member countries. A few years back, the startup nation was selling its innovative technology to foreign buyers. Those companies might then form bases in Silicon Valley while leaving their research and development in Israel. But now, the ecosystem exists in Israel to nurture these businesses at home with many of the critical components required to drive the latest digital health phase. The artificial intelligence algorithms that are constantly being trained show promising results in predicting chronic and underdiagnosed conditions from just standard CT scans. In one of the largest osteoporosis experiments completed at the end of 2018, over 48,000 people with abdominal CT scans aged between 50 and 90 were studied over five years to assess risk factors for major hip-specific osteoporotic fractures. Now, these results showed that if you added Zebra Medical Vision's algorithm risk scoring to FRAC's achieved results, it got superior results to just using FRAC's alone. FRAC's is a diagnostic tool used to evaluate the 10-year probability of bone fracture risk. It was developed at the University of Sheffield and it's actually commercially available online and via apps. So, why Israel? Well, the country has an unfair advantage over its rivals, and here it is. The country has one of the most advanced and extensive medical databases in the world. It's got data on 4 million patients going back 20 years. What can you do with all this information? Well, the answer is feed it into a computer and come up with intelligent solutions that will improve people's quality of life and then save lives. This is the frontier of digital medicine, using AI to calculate and assess big data that a human mind just can't do on its own. Just imagine how this technological advancement could provide huge social and economic benefits to the UK, and in particular, the NHS. We're going to hear from Professor Ranbalisa. You'll also hear from Eyal Gora, Chief Executive Officer and Chairman of Zebra Medical Vision, who see the possibility of scalable healthcare for the 2 billion people who are joining the middle classes around the world 
by 2025. He's an angel investor and previously a venture capitalist with the largest fund in the Middle East. Zebra builds medical imaging insight using that huge amount of clinical data and computational resources we've talked about and then combines its fast imaging database with deep learning techniques. The company's algorithms are designed to enable radiologists to detect often overlooked indications and its products help providers analyze millions of imaging records to understand the risk profile of their patients, detect and predict disease, and assist in building and managing preventative care programs. So to introduce this mind-blowing development, I spoke to Hugo Bieber, Chief Executive Officer of UK Israel Business, and started by asking him to give me a snapshot of Israeli investment and job creation here in the UK. We're also seeing a lot of confidence from Israelis in um, the UK as a place to do business in, to hire teams, to set up offices and to grow their businesses, whether that's growing in the UK itself or using the UK as a base to grow into Europe and potentially further beyond. We've been seeing that at at a growing pace since we were last together. But what about the jobs that are being created in the UK jobs market by Israeli investment and Israeli technological agricultural medicinal cooperation? So we've been seeing a number of Israeli companies opening up offices here, creating jobs, hiring British local staff to grow their businesses. And it's a lot of the jobs are in London, but not all of them by any means. We've seen agricultural technology companies go up in the sort of um, Cambridgeshire, Norfolk areas, sort of Norwich and around Cambridge, for example, and um, plenty of others in different geographical parts of the UK. I think there's a number of Israeli companies out in Wales, for example, um, with the insurance industry, um, and then others around Birmingham and other areas for more, with more of a manufacturing focus. And of course, Teva has been in the UK for decades and is up um, just outside Leeds, employing hundreds and hundreds of people. So we've seen significant job creation by Israeli companies in all sorts of parts of the UK. So here we are at Health Tech Forum at the offices of Clifford Chance. And tonight we are witnessing some incredible data, big data, that Israel has an advantage over almost everyone else in the world. It's a great story we're about to hear, isn't it? It is a fascinating story, and that's why this is our third health tech forum within the last year, and why we also are seeing, I think, a 50% increase in number of guests compared to our last forum in October of 2018. We're bringing together UK professionals within the healthcare sector, that's both the NHS, we've got a number of senior people from there, the academic health science networks, and also the major health insurers like Bupro and AXA PPP, and then also UK health tech companies like Babylon are coming along as well this evening. What we're going to be hearing about is what I would call almost Israel's perfect perfect storm within health tech. And the reason why I think we're going to be seeing Israel as the world's major player in digital health and health tech over the next few years. What we've got in Israel is actually one of our speakers, Professor Ambalitsa, um, heads up Khalid's Research Institute. Now, Khalid is Israel's largest health insurer. They insure half the population of Israel. That's around 4 million people. What they've got is detailed patient data on every single one of their patients, so that's over 4 million people, over the last 20 years. Nowhere else in the world has that level of data digitized for such a length of time. And when you merge that together, when you mix that together with Israel's expertise in AI and big data and the emergence of more computer power, more know-how, more ability to interpret huge, huge data sets, and then put together as the third pillar almost um, Israel's expertise from an academic perspective, from a science perspective, in healthcare and biomedicine and so forth, 
plus also their expertise in things like pharmaceuticals with companies like Teva and many other companies in that space and drug creation. You put all of that together and then there's actually another angle as well, and that's the money. The Israeli government themselves have committed $300 million, um, this was announced last year, towards digital health research and funding this. Um, a new venture capital fund has emerged out of nowhere, founded by one of the former um, founders of Checkpoint, so a multi-billionaire, has literally gone and put $600 million of money into a fund called Amun in order to fund and grow this sector, and that's just into Israeli companies. And you're going to be seeing some really interesting companies emerging over the next few years. You know, we talk about Mobilize Israel's largest success story, where it was sold to Intel for over $15 billion a couple of years ago. I think we're going to be seeing similar things within the health tech sector over the next few years, because you've got the expertise, you've got the need. And it's, I think, also the other thing that I really, really like about this is that it's helping people. It's making the world a better place. It's making life better for people. It's reducing the cost of healthcare, where it just continues to grow and grow and grow. And so that's really what we're bringing together tonight, because our other speaker um, is Al Gura, a serial entrepreneur. He wasn't a healthcare guy before, but he's now taught machines to, um, through AI and machine vision to analyze x-rays. And it's reducing the cost of x-rays and, ra- um, and enabling radiologists to read and interpret far more scans in a shorter period of time. And therefore, that's also got huge benefits for, for populations. He's teamed up with Google and now already offers a $1 scan analysis for anywhere in the world. So, you know, when I'm sure American doctors are charging hundreds, if not thousands of yeah. dollars to interpret an x-ray, his computer's doing it for a dollar and guiding the doctors as to which ones are the most important, to, the most necessary to look at, play with. And so, of course, when you start curing the Israeli population of world health problems, the whole world gets cured too. To an extent, yes. I mean, I think you definitely have a lot of genetic variety within Israel and therefore things, data points that can be extrapolated across a much larger population. And I think, you know, that's another reason why what will be what is emerging already from Israel has the ability to really help make the world a better, healthier place. Hugo Bieber. Now, Moore's Law observes the power of microprocessing doubles every two years and has done so pretty consistently since 1970. More recently, it's slowed down to between two to three years, according to Thomas L. Friedman's book, Thank You For Being Late, one I've read recently. But it's this seemingly unstoppable human progress at which Israel leads the world. Electronic medical records have been maintained in the country since the 1990s, providing this huge opportunity for digital advancement in health after these two decades. Here's Professor Ran Kalisa of Klalit Health Services. Ran, this development based upon a sheer amount of huge data puts Israel in an utterly unique position in terms of healthcare. That is very true. We are very fortunate to be standing on the shoulders of giants. Our, you know, people at the 90s in Israel were smart enough to create electronic medical records and make them uh, ubiquitous all over the system. So since mid-90s at Klalit, we have had electronic medical records in all of P- physicians' offices and later on also in every hospital ward. And so there's abundance of data of massive amounts being collected and harnessed for the use of our patients. So with Moore's Law improving uh, the amount of processing speed every two or three years, doubling it in size, this puts Israel ahead of the curve in terms of planning and alleviating major medical problems which afflict the whole world. 
That I think that is proving to be true because we put into practice and into scale concepts that in other places are considered theoretical. And so we have at Clalit been uh, practicing predictive modeling in practice for over a decade now. So tens and hundreds of thousands of people receiving care based on personalization and predictive models in massive scales for a decade. So I, I do think that the availability of data, the availability of the will to change and transform the system, as well as the innovative spirit of the local ecosystem within the health sector and from the outside, all culminate together to create a very interesting setting for innovation and practice. And this is four million people, isn't it? So you can help cure the world with all the different uh, afflictions, all the different health issues that you see amongst those millions of people. And they have arrived into Israel from all four corners of the world. So in a sense, every um, population around the world can benefit from the data you find, the differences between people. We are now moving into an innovation-driven strategy where we will try more and more to take the insights that we've gained uh, and take them out to the world in various ways in creating spin-offs and startups within Klalit and also by allowing startups and organizations from around the world to test drive their new ideas at Klalit so we can actually uh, prove whether or not they're making a difference. And now, applying the huge global commercial opportunities to this, and how it can be applied in particular to the NHS and more widely in the UK, here's Eyal Gura. He's the chief executive and chairman of Zebra Medical Vision. We're privileged to be one of the first uh, startups in the world to get access uh, to such an enormous amount of data. Um, And we were privileged to be in Israel at that time. Israel was one of the first nations that went completely digital for EMR and uh, centralized uh, imaging archive systems. So you have a few HMO groups, and the two biggest ones have uh, 90% of the population under supervision. The largest one, Clalit, our data partner, is in charge of 50% of the population. Um, and the access to this data enables us nowadays with AI and computing power and the right talent, of course, uh, to create many meaningful tools that can improve healthcare. How has this been possible in Israel? Because if we peg this back to Britain, where all the information is in different places, some of it it's a doctor's surgery, some of it's in a specific um, you know, medical institution in the NHS. The NHS tried to put a massive computer together to sort of digitize everything. It failed massively. What has Israel achieved and how has it done it in other Western countries just haven't? Um, in Israel, we have the advantages of being uh, small, uh, so it uh, makes everything more simple. Um, but also to be lean. We don't have a lot of budgets, so everyone needs to think very hard before they make uh, uh, big mistakes and waste a lot of uh, energy and resources. Um, There were a few instances in the past where NHS allocated a lot of budget to do EMR and imaging archive system, but they distributed the decision-making processes to all the different regions, and then 10 years later they ended up with spending all the budget but still not having a centralized system. Um, in Israel, we didn't have this luxury of having this budget. Uh, and, but this is the, sto- the overall story around most of what we do in Israel. Uh, our uh, defense forces are 
the smallest one in the world, but they still are able to innovate and maintain our security. Our uh, startup nation produce more startups than any other country in the world per capita. Our uh, venture capital ecosystem have 3x more money than the U.S. healthcare system per capita. And so that's the overall story about Israel, how to do more with less. So mapping half the population in such an amazingly deep analytical way will produce health benefits for what? So, for example, we use the Israeli data in order to train an algorithm to detect vertebral fractures in the spine. This is one of 48 algorithms we created, but recently we deployed it commercially at Oxford here in the UK. Um, And then they're using it to funnel people to the existing fracture liaison service they already have. Um, And this week they reported to us that the 100th patient was already treated because of this. So it's actually working and improving patient lives as we speak. Uh, Today we got two uh, new CE marks for two new products. One detects pneumothorax in chest x-rays, one detects brain bleeds in head CTs. Those are two uh, acute conditions that need to be detected very quickly. So what AI does is to detect those cases and alert the hospital or the radiology work list and put those cases on top so they will be read first. So, of course, this immediately benefits the Israeli population, but there's a tantalizing global aspect to this, which is that the Israeli Jewish population is a gathering of exiles. So, of course, when you start benefiting the Israeli population who've come from all four corners of the world to settle in Israel in terms of curing major health issues. Am I correct? We have a very diverse data sets. In Israel, um, there is a big Arabic population. There is a Jewish population that is coming from Ethiopia and from uh, Eastern Europe and from uh, the Middle East and from the U.S. Um, We had to complement our data because we didn't have uh, enough other sets. So uh, Intramountain Healthcare, the largest provider of Utah, also became our data partner. So um, they also contributed to us access to a lot of uh, data that we didn't have in Israel. Everything is so future-orientated here. You're ahead of the curve. So, Eyal, if I can ask you to predict the future, where is your business going to be in five years? Where do you think Israeli health tech will be in the next five years? So, our business will be uh, one of the leading medical device companies out there. In the past, you had the Medtronics and the Johnson & Johnson of the world producing thousands of FDA-approved medical devices utilizing 50,000 people, 100,000 people over 100 years sometimes. And with digitalization and AI, there will be a new breed of companies, companies that will have thousands of regulated products, but they will be all digital and they will be all using data and AI. So we would like to be one of those companies and to improve the lives of millions of patients. The possibilities of advancements in health and resource efficiency are quite gigantic. That's A.L. Gora. Thank you very much to Hugo Bieber of UK Israel Business. And that's all for now. Don't forget you can subscribe to Johnny Gould's Jewish State via SoundCloud, iTunes and Spotify and donate to patreon.com slash Johnny Gould. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 